All right, so we've got this terrifying anti-Semitic Muslim girl working at the highest levels of government, and the Democrats, they just adore her. Oh, they think she's fabulous. And everyone knows who I mean. I'm talking, of course, about Representative Ilhan Omar. I mean, this is a woman whose favorite pastime is hopping onto Twitter and blurting anti-Semitic bile and then saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just a cute little refugee from Somalia. I didn't know any better. And the Democrats are like, oh, of course you didn't, sweetheart. You're just as cute as a button. I mean, they rush to her defense while she flexes her Islamo-fascist muscles. The Democrats, they embolden her. They should be calling for her to step down because of what a disgrace she is. Uh, Do we really have a political party in America in 2019 that openly embraces what this woman stands for? Because if so, I am scared for what happens next because too many people in power are totally comfortable with this woman's Hitler-esque views. On our side, on our side, if there's even a whiff of racism, Republicans are desperately like, no, 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 get that away from us. For instance, personally, I thought Trump's response to Charlottesville was perfect. Perfect. But Republicans were like, oh, no, we don't want to be perceived as racist, so we're going to denounce the president's comments. Well, the Democrats, they are the exact opposite of that. You've got the most powerful Democrat, who I don't care what anyone says, is, of course, AOC. You've got the Speaker of the House, Nasty Pelosi. You've got several of the candidates who are running for president. All of them who think Omar is so courageous that they are offering full-throated defenses of her. Full-throated defenses of her, not just anti-Semitic dog whistles, but anti-Semitic air horns. She's blowing air horns, all right? So essentially what you have is a party that when they're not, you know, pimping their ridiculous green commie takeover of the country, they are defending full-blown racism. I mean, that's a really great combo. Authoritarianism and racism. Where has that led countries to? Give you a hint. Not good. Not good at all. And I mean, what's next? Because if you think that the Democrats are going to scale it back, you don't know the left. If you think that they're going to dial it back a notch, you don't know the left. If you think that they are going to become more reasonable, you've never met a progressive. It will only get worse from here. Maybe you thought, okay, so the Democrat Party, they believe in the economic elements of authoritarianism. Nope. They also believe in the racial elements as well. And, And really, are you surprised? Because all you have to do is look at their abysmal record on slavery and their abysmal record on civil rights. And the record is clear. We are seeing traces of history's ugliest moments right here with the modern American left. And it really puts the country in a scary place. The Democrats, they had their test and they have officially failed. And now they are fully on board with the ugliest elements of totalitarian ideology. And I don't care what their reasons for feeling the need to stand up for Omar are. Oh, well, as a woke intersectionalist, we can't tear her down because she's this terrific black Muslim woman and she checks all the boxes. Well, congratulations, liberals. Checking all the boxes and not speaking out means you stand with her bigotry. You are as hateful as she is. If the leaders of the Democrat Party are not willing to call her out for her wretched anti-Semitism and stand up for the people underneath the target of her ruthless bigotry, then Trump is 100% right that the Democrat Party is the party that hates Jews. Ladies and gentlemen, you are watching the White House Brief with me, your humble correspondent, John Miller. Humble, lovable, 
always right. And remember, we've got a podcast that you must subscribe to that will help us stay above the Krasenstein soy bros and their stupid, ridiculous high voices on the iTunes podcast charts. Now, crushing the soy boys. It's a way of life here on the White House Brief. And to help us do that, you must subscribe to our podcast and then rate it and review the program, please. Okay, so we've got Ilhan Omar, the monster, who thinks she's so adorable. She's out there saying all of these awful anti-Semitic things. The president, meanwhile, reportedly told a crew, quote, the Democrats hate Jewish people. Oh my gosh, the president's saying the Democrats hate Jews. Well, I mean, is he wrong? I mean, if not, then why are they defending open anti-Semites? Now, Trump was talking to RNC donors in Florida, and we have to go off word of mouth because uh, security guards made the attendees put their cell phones in magnetized pouches until, the, the, until they left. So there are no recordings of the speech. But the Democrats are defending the Islamofascist comments. Ilhan Omar, Islamofascist. I mean, because let's review what Omar has said. Back in 2012, Omar said that Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah, oh, that's already sounding great to me. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Because obviously, Jews have mystical powers, and they use those powers, of course, to control the world and make all their dirty money, which then they use to control the banks and the media. I mean, right? Right, Ilhan Omar? Now, if you thought 2012 Ilhan Omar was different and now reformed Ilhan Omar has dropped her Jew-hating ways, think again. Because very recently she tweeted, quote, It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Meaning that Jews only care about money, shaking down the world for a buck. Now, she also stated that American supporters of Israel, they have a dual loyalty. Meaning that American Jews, they cannot be trusted because they have the Jewish state of Israel interests in mind. Okay, so, I mean, this woman obviously has issues, you could say, with Jewish people. And those issues needed to be addressed by the party she represents. But it is how they addressed her problems that is scary. Now, she has since offered a non-apology apology for those tweets saying that she has colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes that she's so fond of. I mean, this is, this is like someone tweeting, Barack and Michelle show love them, they fried chicken. Oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that was racist. Well, rest assured, I'm working with my colleagues to make sure I don't blurt any more painful racial stereotypes again. But I do think it is important to show that they need to go back to Africa. Uh, oh, that's racist? I mean, but that's where their allegiance lies. Oh, what? That's racist too? Listening and learning, as Ilhan Omar would say, but standing strong. Listen, you don't stand strong when you are caught spewing racist stuff. I think it's clear the Democrats' little anti-Semitic darling needs to go out of Congress. But what is scary is that her colleagues apparently don't have a problem with Omar's repeated anti-Semitic comments. Here is how Nasty Pelosi brushed it away. I don't think our colleague is anti-Semitic. I think she has a different experience in the use of words, doesn't understand that some of them are fraught with meaning that she what, didn't realize. Oh, she didn't realize. She didn't realize that when you say Jews are all about money, that, I don't know, it might be perceived as hateful. Just like, you know, when AOC called black Republicans tokens. That wasn't meant to be hateful. It's just, you know, meant to be a smear and smear a whole group of people with a negative brush. That's all. 
different experience with words? I mean, what the hell does that even mean? But Pelosi was hardly the only Democrat to stand up for their little anti-Semite. In fact, those running for the highest office in the land, those Democrats running for president, they stood up for Omar and her hateful rhetoric. Senator Elizabeth Warren said that criticism of Omar, Omar was creating a chilling effect on our public discourse because it was actually branding criticism of Israel as actually anti-Semitic. And then Kama, 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 Kamala says, if you speak out against Omar, you are putting her, you are putting Omar at risk. And then Bernie Sanders says, we must not equate anti-Semitism with legitimate criticism of the right wing, Netanyahu government in Israel. All right, I got news for you, Bernie. Saying Jews only care about money and saying that Jews have witch-like powers is not exactly legitimate criticism of the Israeli government. I mean, Bernie Sanders, who is a secular man and has always played down being Jewish, he knows this and he knows better. But implementing an ironclad authoritarian socialist regime right here in America, that is more important to Bernie than sticking up for his own people. Now, of course, I mean, how could we not have her? We've got AOC sticking up for Ilhan Omar, calling Omar an important voice. Representative Omar, a survivor of war, is one of the most effective voices right now at cutting through the authoritarian foreign policy tendencies of this administration. Omar is an anti-Semite. They are the racist. And anti-Semitism is a racist ideology that feeds authoritarianism. Or, or did the Democrats suddenly forget about how much they supposedly hate the Nazis? I mean, I thought that was their thing. I mean, the Democrats, they couldn't even bring themselves to introduce a resolution that narrowly called out anti-Semitism for what it is. Instead, they broadly condemned hatred, hatred of all kinds, and they put the emphasis on Islamophobia. Islamophobia? We're not talking about Islamophobia. We're talking about a Jew hater. We're talking about anti-Semitism. The Democrats, their anti-Semitism, unfortunately, doesn't just start and stop with Omar. We've got Rashida impeach the MFR Talib, who follows an Instagram account that, quote, routinely shares blatantly anti-Semitic posts and 9-11 conspiracy theories. Oh, that's great. Good for you, Rashida Talib. The account Talib follows shares posts comparing Jews to vermin and Hitler, posts asserting that Jews wield an enormous amount of power and post claiming that Israel did 9-11. Yeah, Israel did it. And they support ISIS. Now, keep in mind, Talib only follows about 1,100 people. So it's not like it was just an algorithm. No, this is likely a conscious choice. Now, this account posted this photo, the real plague, Jews are rats. I mean, Talib, that's not very nice of you to say about Jews, especially because you're so progressive and so welcoming and so kind. I mean, this comes from a party that embraces a guy saying Jews are termites, Louis Farrakhan. So it's not exactly surprising coming from them. But this account that Talib follows also blames the Jews for 9-11. Of course 9-11 was good for Israel. That's why we did it. Okay, crazies. I mean, let's be honest about it. This is who they are. This is what they believe. The anti-Semitism on the left is so rabid, so rabid, that former KKK Grand Wizard David Duke is out there now praising Ilhan Omar. By defiance to Zionist occupation government, that's what ZOG is, Ilhan Omar is now the most important member of the U.S. Congress. Well, when you have KKK members praising you, you know you're on the right side, Ilhan. I mean, surely 
Surely the Democrats are shouting from the rooftop, she needs to denounce David Duke. You know, just like they did with Trump, who was forced to disavow his comments, uh, uh, like what, I don't know, three million times forced to disavow David Duke? Oh, wait, no, the Democrats are silent on this. Now, David Duke is a guy who ran for office as a Democrat because the Democrats are totally comfortable with racism and anti-Semitism. That is the dirty little secret. Authoritarianism runs in Democrats' blood. It is who they are. Democrats are oppressors by nature. They are inspired by dictators. And their phony proclamation to care for the people is only true in as much as they view it as a method to control the people. And their proclamation rings about as hollow as the compassion of Mussolini or the compassion of Pol Pot or the compassion of Che. Che, by the way, is a favorite of theirs. They literally worship him and wear him on T-shirts. I really want to know, how will these people, how will they look their children in the eye and tell them that they turned a blind eye to their colleagues' anti-Semitism, to their colleagues' hate? Because this is how it always starts, right? Uh, it always starts slowly. And then before you even know it, that becomes the norm. You cannot let that happen. Everyone, everyone needs to wake up and realize that we have a party here in the United States that has embraced, openly embraced socialism and now appears to be well on its way to national socialism, racism, I mean, these racial overtones that we are seeing with Representative Ilhan Omar, they are horrifying. But we've always known this is the end game. For progressives, it doesn't just stop with a little bit. You don't need a violent overthrow of capitalism to reach a comprehensive socialist state. You can actually achieve it with the slow increase of state power, extended social services, taxation, regulation. I, I mean, what, what do you think the Green New Deal is? The Green New Deal, it's wonderful. No, it is socialism. And ultimately, we are going to see a transition from an individualist society to an ironclad authoritarian state if these radicals are not ejected from power. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.